Come on in. It's the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Live. Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, and Sportsnet Plus. From 4 to 6 Eastern, this is the Maple Leaf edition of our show. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Derek Brandeo, Jen Rolnick. Plenty to get into, including the Toronto Maple Leafs on Long Island tonight. Looking towards making it five in a row. We'll see if uh, they back off Captain John Tavares tonight. Probably not, JB. But uh, in the meantime... Is it weird that they're playing twice there? They usually play twice there in a season, like an out of conference. Well, an you out play of division. three times, so I think you kind of take turns getting two games away or two games at home. Weird. Yeah. In the meantime, yes, we got into a little Corey Perry discussion yesterday. I told you guys all along he's coming back, and then I, you guys mentioned the Leafs yesterday, and I said probably not based on. A lot of factors, which we're going to revisit right now. Oh, great. (laughs) Uh, But I also said yesterday, don't be surprised to hear about the Leafs floating something out there that would link them. I think that may have happened yesterday because it seems to be a very hot conversation today amongst many. Yes. In Leaf Nation on Corey Perry. Do you see a fit? Do you want him here? Do you not want to have him here? You're looking Sammy, at me. <laughs> you've been no. licking your chops well, for the last 24 hours. You know, much like the last Corey Perry situation, I have received a unbelievable amount of texts and questions about this. People really find Corey Perry talk I, interesting. I was in two hockey dressing rooms within the last 12 hours. Don't ask me why Which I was doing this. self is yeah. mental, playing that much hockey. You're trying to make the pros. That's no, what you're doing. I just love it. I love playing. But uh, Great game. Dominated the conversation in both of those dressing rooms last night, this morning. It's a huge thing. And everyone's... I, I, I text group chats, everyone. I didn't expect it to be this hot, but it's immediately this hot. Obviously, Carlo on the other station saying that there's mutual interest this morning, like... This seems like it's really popping up here. Very interesting. Very interesting. I always linked it to the comparison of Evander Kane where you come in with some baggage and let's make no bones about it here. Uh, baggage. Baggage. Mm-hmm. Chicago Blackhawk baggage here. And where do you think the majority of the public is on that in the hockey world, let alone Leaf Nation here. Sammy, did you not float out? You were so excited about the talk about Corey Perry that you actually did prep. No, but you also <laughs> put, some, you put something on your um, ex-formerly yeah. Twitter account. Well, I was just... You I'm did a gen- poll. I was genuinely interested to see how people are feeling about this because I think it's a pretty uh, polarizing situation, and it's not nearly as polarizing as I thought it was. Let's like, see the I results. Will, I put it, you know, with, I said, with uncertainty and questions about what led to Corey Perry being cut by Chicago, would you be comfortable with the Leafs signing? Pretty simple, cut and dry, not leaning one way or the other. And 73% of over 2,000 people voted yes. 
yeah. that they're comfortable. And this is the the poll the Leafs are looking for. This is going to be in trees okay. often. But are, they, are they like Sammy? Every every reply, th- 50 replies, yes. Can I vote twice? Yes. Are, like, are they all like Sammy where it's like, I don't care what he did. Uh, well, just like, He's going to help <laughs> us win. Put words in Sammy's yeah. mouth. Listen, <laughs> I, do, I do care what he did, but when you're looking at the Toronto Maple Leafs here, there is a very clear fit for Corey Perry. Yeah, There's been great, mutual, great observation. That's what I mean. There's been mutual interest, and you don't know what, like, bringing him in here and what it does to your chemistry and all that stuff. But for a team that has had these playoff failures, many of them to the man himself, yeah. Corey Perry. There's going to be a fan base that when he is available, hey, can we get the guy who loses in the Cup final all the time. <laughs> yeah. Can we get that guy, buddy? <laughs> I'll take it. I know. Oh, yeah. I'm joking. But I yeah. just, I think that's what's got people all fired up here. I would say there's a bit of a misunderstanding that seems to be driving some of this, just like blanket acceptance of Corey Perry coming to everyone's favorite team, and people seem to think that what Corey Perry did went to Commissioner Bettman who reviewed what happened, said it's not that bad, it's okay, he's eligible to play, and everyone's saying we want Corey Perry. When, as I understand it, Kip, and you can better correct me on this, no one's really sure what happened, the details of this case, exactly. Batman doesn't know enough to say he can't play. So he can play until, there's no, until he knows enough. This has basically been the way it's been for y- years maybe even since the league started that. And yes, Sammy, you care what he did, but we'll never know what he did. That thing is somewhere in a vault. And whether it's Corey Perry or anything else that's been questionable over the years, there's been a policy in the National Hockey League where the fans are just on a need-to-know basis. Uh, and, like everything's great. and right now... You all don't need to know. Yeah. But, and, and so what's, what's left to be, what's left to, for us to base anything on? If we just will never know the answers. Listen, I, people still got questions on Joel Quenville. Like, he's out of the league. We're under the impression that he can't come back. Nobody knows why. Well, I mean, they know no, why. No, what, what? Tell me. Tell well, me. You, I mean, what? What? I, I mean, they know why. They know the situation. Who knows why? Well, not us, but we kind of know, Kippy. Like, we kind of know why. I don't need to lay it out. Do I I have to lay it out, the Blackhawks situation of 10 years ago? Like, there's a pretty clear reason why he's out. No, you know the big picture, Sammy. You don't know anything about Joel Quenville and why he's out now. Well. And we don't know why any more than we know what, what happened to Corey Perry and why they found cause on him for sure and i'm just saying that like if Corey perry comes to a market like this where there's gonna be a lot of questions like you've laid out yesterday is it gonna be more people sniffing around trying to find out what happened is it gonna be more people that are like oh well we gotta get like is there a way he signs here and then it comes out and then everybody looks horrible like is that in the cards that's kind of the thing if an organization in the nhl deemed what he did bad enough that you they would can't just rather the <laughs> not have the good player on their team. But, you know, then why would it be different for your organization? Are you saying what he did doesn't matter then? Like, is it, 
ah, it happened to some other people. We don't care about that. Like, if they said it was bad enough that they don't want him around, why do we want him around? Like, maybe... Or- and if the, if the Leafs or any other club says, we don't think it was remotely as bad as people thought, yep. you just take them for their word? Yeah, I, I mean, to your point that we're not going to know exactly, I feel like we will, will we not? Like, I Will there know. not have to be some sort of... Like, is there going to be a legal case involved? I don't know. No. Yeah. Uh, so this is where probably it's still open-ended on whether or not Corey Perry will uh, go back to Chicago and, and, and grieve their decision on terminating his contract. It's still, sorry, undecided? Is that what you just said? Undecided. Okay, yeah. He had yep. 60 days to decide whether or not he wanted to... Uh, put a, for, a formal grievance mm-hmm. together through the Players Association, and that has not happened as of yet. Yeah. But if Corey Perry does want to come back to play, I would assume that grieving it can only help him. Mm-hmm. Like without the, op- the optics of it. The optics. Yes. Well, if he grieves it, do, do they then have to make public... No. More of it? No, it would still say. No. It would you, stay right, then, then internal. Would certainly make it it would stay internal. And it would... All, all you would be uh, privileged to is the result. And what would Gary Bettman have to know about this Corey Perry... Great question. ...case right now? Like, what level of knowledge would he have about it or would he have to be informed on it to say that, yeah, he can still play? Like, I, he hasn't legally been charged with anything so how can i tell him he can't play in the league you know do they have to does he have to know anything he may not know anything either he just says i don't know enough to say he knows everything he knows everything he knows everything and he said he's spoken to chicago okay he's spoken to Corey perry okay he's spoken to everybody at least my understanding is he's he's done his own investigation on it so then you know maybe i need to walk back what i said earlier in the show that he has looked at this and he has said that it doesn't rise to the level where he can't play in the league in which case i start going back to sammy's side and saying okay if they've taken their time and they have the facts and the commissioner says it's okay you know you have flawed people all over the league there's also a thought that he he may still not like what he found but is it enough to set a precedent to to is it enough to keep a man away from his right to a livelihood, meaning you want to tell him that he can't play anymore in the league and he hasn't been charged with anything. He hasn't shown anybody that he's broken the law. So am I not setting myself up for the potential of a, of a lawsuit? I mean, those are the things that they got to think about. The union would probably be very upset. Yes. So, my understanding as of today is the NHLPA will grieve this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't need, again, my understanding is they won't need Corey Perry to say yes or no. Oh, really? The union itself can say, we don't like what's happening here. Yeah. When, when you think about it uh, from a union perspective, from a players association perspective. We do not agree. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> we agree. Union we do. The union does. Okay. Uh, that this is probably less about Corey Perry and more about 750 members on if Chicago thinks that they can just form a judgment 
on where that line has been crossed on code of conduct, mm-hmm. then, man, there's there's a lot of other teams that would like to look at two or three of their contracts and go, man, yeah. I'd love to get out of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Heard about a night you had, uh, you know, whatever. That's you know. why the yeah. PA has to grieve it. Hmm. And I think they will. And if it is favorable to Corey Perry, then it kind of helps the the optics of Chicago overreacted. How about that? Sure, I would agree. But if it doesn't go his way, you know, does that hurt things? I don't know. You know, it's... um... If, If you were a general manager that's like wanting to sign Corey Perry, you could also... I guess, convince yourself that you're like, well, Chicago obviously had these issues in the past where it was a very high profile scandal and they have to be uber sensitive with any sort of situation like this. And maybe that's the reason that they let them like, there's all sorts of mental mental gymnastics that you would pull yourself through to try to convince yourself. Yeah. They're they're trying to lose a sock. Like there's all these different things, but yeah, I, I, I gotta say, I was surprised at how overwhelmingly, you know, and it's like, I'm not like, I'm not on, right-wing Twitter here, like a pretty normal following of people that like the Leafs and they're normal people. (laughs) And everyone is saying yes. Yeah, I, you know, because I think... Which I'm surprised by. No, I just think it's people assessing, like, you know, there's a hockey player who fits a need that the Leafs have, and I I get that. Um, You know, it's... I I do think it's a valuable question of, is the juice worth the squeeze? You know, like, Corey Perry's a big name. He's a... There's a lot of attention that comes with him. He's probably a fourth-line level player right now. He's not going to play first power play unit like he was in Chicago. You know, it's his contribution is going to be of some value. What about him and Reeves? Is it enough, yeah, is it enough to justify what it's going to bring to the team, the organization, yeah. the attention? And that's a fair question. The, the, the point that I really made yesterday is that this market's a beast. And yeah. for, for, for you and your 1,000 2,000 voters, they're probably kind of like you, right? (laughs) Really lovely people, good golfers. They love you. Like-minded? It's (laughs) like, yeah, let them play. I don't see anything wrong, which is fine. But this market, as as we know it, like how many people won't let it go and move on in this market? How many people that uh, don't necessarily cover hockey but cover Human interest stories. Yeah, we'll, that's the nightmare we'll when you're a hockey player. When like the yeah, you like, don't breakfast television yeah, there, and you're like, oh come on. The crime reporter from <laughs> City News 680 shows up like practice. That's not what you want. Corey Perry, Robin Doolittle. And there's here. also oh no, <laughs> you know, there's just not Corey. You know, he's got a wife, he's got a family. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, uh, in the, in this market, are they prepared to? I don't know. Think that they can just come in and weather the storm for a few days and then everybody's going to leave you alone or is it not? And that's a, that's a tough question to ask. Really tough question to ask. I would say it's a substantial risk for the Leafs to take. The only, you know, the only thing is if he signs, he's probably going to sign for a minimum or, or close yeah. to, right? And you could, if it doesn't work out, you could bury a guy, you know, in the minors. Yeah, you can. But and- I hope that's not the case. Right. Yeah. And I know we we um, we set up the uh, comparable to maybe uh, the baggage that Evander Kane brought Edmonton, and that seemed to overall work out, right? Well, shoot a lot of pucks in the net, and people. Yeah. Yes, it did seem to work out. Yeah. To answer your question. But that's 
Cates is one owner, just, yeah, go for it. Here? Yeah. <laughs> Getting an approval Bell, here involves a few more conversations. Bell, Rogers, yeah. big corporations, yeah. big picture, ownership, think a lot m- bigger than wins and losses. A few more cooks in the kitchen. kitchen yeah. So here. not an easy decision for the Toronto Maple Leafs on, on Corey Perry is but basically the gist of this conversation. Would love to hear from people and get their opinion are beyond you, Sam's poll. If you want to text 59590 yeah. oh, or, or are they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're texting. Um, uh, whatever. Tweet. I mean, do you think there's interest? Listen, they're not doing their jobs if yeah. there's no interest. How's that for an answer? Yeah. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Good enough. You want to talk about the hockey game tonight? Or do you want to keep talking about Corey Perry? No, okay. I'm good. Oh, just one more. Yeah. Is, is he still the player he was two or three years ago that we saw in Tampa Bay and that can piss people off and score a, a big goal? He's how old now? 38, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I don't know. Right? Is he still? I, is he still uh, got the the Zeus? It's just, it's just who, like a bad version of Corey Perry, is just like kind of better than what the Leafs have had on the fourth line for years in the playoffs. Someone who can, you know, be it's annoying, like, play in traffic, shoot one in the net if it comes to a stick. That it, it, that Corey Perry signing buries Ryan Reeves, right? He's gone. Buries him. You know, Reeves has had a tough go. He's ready to play, by the way. Is he not? He's, he's he is, skating. He's, he's functioning. He's Wayne Simmons of last year. Like, he's able to be a part of it. He's yeah. just around is the he? team. Is he's he playing? A, yeah. Is he not playing? Is is he not to the point where they maybe go play some games with the Marlies and stay sharp? Is that is that where we're I at? I wonder if, well. He's, like he's got two more him. years left on his deal. I know. That makes things... More he, challenging. He had nine points in 16 games to start this year, Corey Perry. Yeah. I think I watched him. Do you have TOI there? Just curious. Yeah, but he, he did right. it as a as a number one guy. Yeah. He was right? important. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I think that would probably. If he can give him nine points over playoffs, that'd be awesome. Yeah, and I saw him shoot one in the net and kiss, blow a kiss to the crowd in Toronto when we went to the alumni box. So, yeah, you know, I think there's still some. Anyways, uh, McMahon looks pretty just, good. Just I'm not gonna, sure it's going to really, it's gonna really I'm, suck when he I'm signs not, with Florida boys. Yeah. It's really going to suck, and he's going to be great. Like, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, he's washed up. He's no good." And he's going to go play for Carolina or Florida, score a big goal this in the playoffs. It's going to no, happen. This is the the, the fan no, coming out though. This I, is not is. the rational. A, well, yeah, but guess what? Guess why I'm here, buddy? <laughs> I'm a fan. I know, and I don't, and I hate Corey Perry's guts, and I've hated Corey Perry's guts. Speaking out of fear. No, I'm speaking out of watching it happen year <laughs> after year. Oh, Montreal. This is uncomfortable. Tampa. Yeah. Ask Oilers fans what they think about Corey Perry. With the Ducks, like. He's done it to a lot of teams. I just, it's going to suck. It's going to suck when he signs somewhere else and is a good contributor in the playoffs and the Leafs didn't do it because of reasons that it we might don't know. be worse to have him here and have him score three goals than find out he did something horrific and you were the team that was okay with it because he could shoot a couple in the net yeah for that sure might be that sucks too yeah but i mean like is that gonna happen if he goes to florida i mean because someone's well. gonna sign him someone is gonna oh sign yeah him. someone's yeah. definitely gonna sign him so anyways i despise that dude. i do and <laughs> okay. i've hated him for too long and i'm ready to like him. ready to go I'm to ready the dark to like side. Him. I know. all right uh, 
this almost feels like we've had this conversation before, but like JT in the island, what do we expect? Let's go to Sheldon Keith because I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this one, but we'll hear, oh, we'll hear from the head coach. We don't have to. You know no, okay. go for it. Uh, I don't think there's anything additional to it uh, uh, in terms of fuel or anything, but it, it creates an environment, you know, which you come in here for a midweek game, and, and uh, so, you know, sometimes in the league those midweek games can be a little um, – a little quiet and, and uh, different, and it brings a little more to it for sure. So you go. See, it makes the game a little bit more important. At this point, you got to, I mean, JT can't be bothered by it at this point. He knows what to expect. He just scored his thousandth point in a last-minute goal on Long Island. Like, he had a oh, moment that there. That fuel the fire then. Yeah, maybe it will. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I, to me, this is not, like, what are they going to do to him, you know? I don't think this has any bearing on the game anymore. Yeah. No. Right. Um, but I would like to hear Sheldon talk about the Islanders. Islanders have just lost a couple in a row. Um, I, I kind of like the Islanders more than I thought I would going into this season. I think they're pretty uh, – there's some talent on that team. Let's check out what Keith says about the Islanders. Aggressive team offensively. They're going to come to the net hard. Puck's going to go to the net. Um, you know, a great goaltending, and they play well in, in transition. Um, and they also kind of – you know, they they almost bait you into some of those plays where you you want to put the puck to the middle of the ice and they turn on it really quickly. Um, they defend the middle of the ice really well. So, you know, when you're playing here, it's a, it's a tough tough environment and tough game, all those kind of things. I think the biggest thing for us is just it's it's going to be a different type of game than we've played here of late. Different type of opponent, different type of challenge. Um, you know, and, and we've talked about that. I believe we're prepared for that. It might take us a little bit to recalibrate a little bit. Uh, but um, those are the things that we're, we're focused on today. They haven't won back-to-back games since, like, two weeks into December. The Islanders. Yeah. Yeah. But they just kind of skim along. They win, they lose, they win, they lose. I mean, they're in that dogfight. I think they're in the last wild-card spot. And there's first wild-card spot. Yeah. First, and there's yeah. four teams within a point of them. Like, mm-hmm. they're... In the fight. Keith said yeah, pucks to the net. Was he talking about his his team getting pucks to the net? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, against the Islanders, is probably they're one of the worst teams in the league, are they not? Yeah, here's the bottom teams in shots against per game. Uh, Chicago's pretty terrible. Anaheim's worse. Montreal's worse. Columbus. Then the Islanders. Then San Jose. Wow. So they're 31st really in goal and shots against per game. So tons of pucks go to the net against them as well. But I don't necessarily understand that. Like, um, you know, they've been without Pelic and, and Pulak for a lot of the season. Pulak's still out, but Pelic is back now, and he is a huge part of their team. Yeah, he's really good. He was like a guy that was like on the cusp of Team Canada yeah. when we were making rosters, yeah, yeah. whatever it was, a year or two ago. But, you know, Romanov's pretty good. Dobson's pretty good. Mayfield's pretty good. So I don't understand why their D is as bad as, as it is. If I'm being dead honest, I don't think they're – they don't look all that well coached. They don't. I don't. I'm not saying Lane Lambert isn't a good coach. I'm just saying they don't look structured for years with trots there and whatever. They were so tight. Yeah. They're not as tight as they've been in the past. So now they score their way out of trouble and give the puck to Pierre Engvall and get a lot of saves. Yes, Barlamov. A lot and of saves. Sorokin have been very good this yeah. year. All right, we'll just we'll have a quick conversation on the goaltending, but we can't until we hear from Sheldon Keefe on Samsonov. Yep. Yeah, sure. I'm sure it gives them a boost. You know. Um, 
so yeah, that's that's it. He's put in the work, like I said yesterday, and then you give him a boost to come back here. Uh, you know, it's hell to be. We do want to get back and playing and and uh, all of that kind of stuff. But the other side of it is that Ilya does get to reconnect with the group. And as I said, working with Curtis Sanford too, um, you know, and working with you know high caliber, higher caliber shooters and all these types of things in, in our practices, uh, we think is is uh, important to help him get back on track. Didn't so, sound enthused, eh? No, but you no. know what I take from that is that they're like, so Samsonov back with the guys. Like, this has to be good for his morale. And he was like, yeah, we needed Hill to be to get back playing. Yeah, you know, they, like, this is... I, they've, they've lost faith in Sammy. Yeah. They want to be as... It feels like every answer about him yeah. is as cold and calculated as he possibly can make it. I thought... Puck just kept going in yes, the <laughs> Yesterday made... Uh, or This guy over here kept, made a really good point about... Uh, Sunday's game, that it's like more likely he'll to be starts against yeah. Detroit than Samsonov, even though Samsonov's the guy that's here right now. Uh, I wrote an article, my article today for the Toronto Star. A little follow-up on Neilander, but you guys didn't see my news and notes on Matt Murray today? Uh, you know what, Kip? I did not read it. Did you? What was your map? Let's have it live. Let's, oh let's hear it live. So we Here we, we go. We had... We had an earlier conference. Oh, first of all, Brett Tree Living did make a comment like last week on Matt Murray. It was a couple weeks ago. It was like during was it his, that, that it was, long ago. Yeah, it was a while ago now. But he was talking about it like he got it. Did I don't know when that was? I don't know. All these weeks go together. But anyways, yeah. continue. He's gonna play this year in the National League. I don't, oh, hold on. We yeah, have the go, clip. Oh, okay. Let's, let's, let's go revisit. From? I want to revisit it. He's doing well. Oh. Um, it's a it's a it's a significant. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> excuse me, rehab. Um, but he's doing like there's been no setbacks. He's been in, he's attacked at full steam. He's he's up to the stage now where I think actually, I shouldn't say this because I probably may be wrong, but I think he's actually not goaltender skated, but you know, sort of did a public skate where he <laughs> throws a sweatsuit on and kind of wanders around on the ice a little bit. So that's a good, that's good progression. I mean, he's still got. He's got a ways to go, but but everything's been really really positive in terms of no setbacks or or he's he's been on track and things are going well. Are you hopeful? Oh. Yeah, been, I'm hearing it's more than a pleasure skate. He's been cutting laps at the Greenwood outdoor track. <laughs> yeah, no, he's so he doesn't he doesn't need the chair to move around or not. <laughs> he's got the. <laughs> I think from the time he had surgery, they said four to six months, and right right on the end of March, April, he barring any setback, will be ready to play. So that sounds like a significant problem for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, and their salary no, cap. Not, no, 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 no. This is all after the trade deadline. This I, is, I don't think we have the correct understanding of the trade deadline. Like, there's still a salary cap. Until I don't get it. The post- Do we talk about it every day? I don't I know, understand. Until the playoffs yeah. start, there's a salary cap that they have to adhere to. Listen, uh, if, if they're thinking about a Matt Murray by then... That means Samsonov's back down with the Marlies. If they're right? thinking they'll, about, they'll, like, the Leafs would use Matt Murray in goal? I'm telling you, Matt Murray's going to play in the NHL next year again. I thought you were going to say this year. Not this year? Yeah. He may get games at the end of the year with the Leafs. Oh, my. Yeah. I'm not ruling it out. Yeah. Okay. okay. Timestamp. He's going to play 11. in the NHL again next year, mm-hmm. and he's going to sign a contract he could end up signing a contract for three, four million dollars next year. What are you 
talking goodness. about. What? You listen. That's insane. No, and it's, it's not, not happening. It's not insane. It is not happening. It, what? No <laughs> it's way. It's not insane. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> We do not agree. He's, he's, he's going to sign a PTO with Carolina. Tell me how old he is. 30? 30. Young. Yeah. Young, and now, if proven healthy, this guy's going to get a contract next year. My son is young, too. No one signs you just because you're young. He's been like an 860 save percentage guy, hasn't he? What's he done? Go look at the shortage of goaltenders and tell me he can't find work next year if he is proven healthy. Is, since Steve Kipps an agent. Steve since, Kipps an agent. Look this up. Since, God, he's 903, 918, 906. His, his resume will get him work next year. He was at 903 passes, for the Leafs last year in 26 games. If he, if he feels as good as he's telling people, he's going to play next year. Well, listen, and I'll tell if I you wanted to make thing. money, I'd tell people oh, I was good too. I'll, I'll tell you another thing. It could be the Leafs resigning him. Oh my! No, I'm telling you. No, it's not. <laughs> I no. You are Listen, incorrect. I, we're getting ahead of it ourselves here. <laughs> we do I'm, not agree. I, I'm telling you right <laughs> now. He's do not back agree. In play, we do not agree. If he if he comes back and clears his physical by the end of March, he'll be very much back in play. I don't know where it means for the Leafs and where uh, Joseph Wall is or Samsonov is, but this guy's at at that age. He's very much in play to resume his career. Okay. All right. I hope it doesn't happen, but it, this next thing I'm going to say, but and then his bones will spider lab like a shattered <laughs> windshield. And he'll be done <laughs> two weeks later. And he'll go right back on the leaf shelf. Right. Yes, yeah, so I don't wish that on anyone. We've got to go to break. That's a bad yeah. luck. All right, let's go. All right, we're going to go to break. Gord Stella, Toronto Maple Leaf analyst for Sportsnet. 590 The Fan, former general manager, is going to join us after the break. And then at the top of the hour, Chris Terrian, former flyer defenseman, Known for Snow the Goalie, the podcast is going to join us as well, and we'll get into the Philadelphia Flyers and Torts lighting up some guy who... Anthony Sanfilippo. Oh, is that who it was? Nah, apparently. Well, we'll ask Chris all about it. Love that. Plenty more on Real Kipper and Born. Don't go away. Covering the Raptors in depth like no one else. The Raptor Show with Will Lou. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Real Kipper and Boren Show. All right, let's welcome in Toronto Maple Leaf analyst for Sportsnet 590, the fan, former general manager of the Leafs. And for those of you that can't see on our Zoom call, sporting powder blue hockey night in Canada shirt. Let's welcome in Gord Stellick. Stellatricity! These, uh, these powder blue jackets, Dave Hodge used to wear them, and they, they were like gold. I know guys said that if you wore it at Maple Leaf Gardens, whatever, you got in anywhere. So, uh, <laughs> ABC had the mustard colored, and they had the powder blue. You were being held up at uh, the hot stove by, uh, by Nick, if you had no. that jacket on? No, 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 no. Hey, the hot stove, I cut back through the kitchen there. Nick and Pono and everybody, there was a secret way in there. They took care of everybody. Nick, Nick had the tuxedo on, and... Uh, uh, everything was fine. They, everyone ran a really good ship in their respective departments. Gord, I don't know if you caught the a good portion of our, our opening, but uh, 
we were talking about the uh, the Corey Perry situation. Elliot Friedman reporting yesterday that uh, he's eligible to sign again. Got the blessing of the league. Does that for you open him up to all teams, including the Toronto Maple Leafs, or someone that has lived it like you understands that what may work in Carolina or Florida for Corey Perry may not work in the big smoke here in Toronto. It'll work. It'll work. Uh, if I'm the Toronto Maple Leafs, I'd be interested in Corey Perry. And, you know, as you guys talked about it, I mean, the thing is, he has not contravened. I mean, Chicago unilaterally says they terminate his contract. His contract is not terminated. He's got a right to appeal. They're saying that he violated whatever their code of conduct is. They probably have the most stringent code of conduct in Chicago, about 32 teams. So anyway, we know all that. He had a $4 million salary. That would be the cap hit, even though he got a $2 million signing bonus. So at $4 million, very few teams can afford him. But if if I'm sure he would just re-up for the minimum or close to it. And what you got to do, you know, Kippy and Justin, and you, t- you take a look what Sheldon Keefe did when he signed with the Toronto Marlies. He addressed his days when he was associated with David Frost, the whole Mike Danton situation, right? Like he got that out of the way, his first press conference, and you move forward. And if that if Corey Perry is going to come to here, my advice would be that would be something like that. Basically, touch on whatever it was. You don't have to go into details. Um, uh, apologies, you know, like kind of like Carey Price's situation in in Montreal. I know it was different, apples and oranges, but just and, and people respect that. But I I think he is a guy that every every playoff team, every playoff bound team, including the Toronto Maple Leafs, would love to get. Uh, Kip, are you good on Corey Perry if I turn the page? Yep. Sure. Um, Gordo, I, I, you know, hearing all your stories from your time being involved in the Maple Leafs, Brass, and, um, you know, the, the people who've been running this, these organizations or this organization for a long time, I wanted to ask you about a uh, new hiring. Keith Pelly was just uh, hired to run MLSE. Just wondering your thoughts on that. You seem like a guy who might have, know a thing or two or have an opinion on what that could mean for the organization. So now one thing I'm not 100% clear about is he taking over what Richard Petty used to be and oversees Brendan Shanahan and the NBA where the last CEO was kind of parallel to them. But to answer your question about Keith Pelly, really big on him. First as a person, uh, been a, you know, a great individual down to earth, really gets it, worked from the, you know, the, the, the ground up and particularly the, the international experience now, which is important, running the Toronto Argonauts in their most successful time, really the last whatever number of years, they were kind of a happening team for a few years. So uh, I, I like someone that has that sports knowledge that it's not just a brand. It's not just the business side. It's just not all those things. So uh, I probably the timing is great with what's going on with the European tour, I think. So he's had a habit of being in the right place at the right time. But I, I think this is a real positive addition to MLSE. Hey. Look what he did at Sportsnet. He put the package together. Like when you talk about uh, uh, his involvement over the over the years, there's the Bell side he had with TSN. There's the Rogers side, and there's that five billion dollar twelve year deal that he he fronted. I mean, every everything's covered here for him moving forward. I, I wish there was no salary cap because he'd be unafraid to spend. He'd be like Mike Illich in Detroit way back when <laughs> that, but yeah. it's uh, uh, it, yeah, it's like you look at all the tentacles that he's covered again. What does that mean as far as wins? Because that's what the average fan wants to know. I don't know what a new CEO means, but I just like that. To me, he gets it. You know, not not again. He gets the sports side. He gets the on ice side, the on court side, as well as you know the business side of what's going on. 
So, Kip, I want to throw something at you because this has been kind of eating at me. We had Brian Burke on the other day, Gord, and he says that NHL owners will, uh, I believe he said, dislocate their shoulders voting yes on expansion. He's, he's like, everyone will want to expand as soon as possible. And we kind of been kicking this around. You know, they get a new guy at MLSC. He's not afraid of big deals. Do you ever see a world, Kip, Gordo, where there's another Toronto team where I don't know if MLSE would be involved in that or how this would work, but, like, is something like that ever possible here? For me first, well, and I'll let you – I'll just go real quick here, sure. Gordon. I'd like you to follow up that uh, what's probably going to happen in the next uh, 12 months to 24 months is maybe perhaps a little bit of restructuring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry Tannenbaum appears to have uh, put up his 25% where that leaves him moving forward. We believe that he's on his way out, which means now you're down to Bell and Rogers. Gord, you see potentially one of the behemoth tech companies, one of them taking the Leafs, the other one may be moving on to, I don't know, a second team. Well, you know, Kippy and Justin, that's always been the urban myth that part of the deal with the two uh, giants, being involved in MLSE is that uh, there is a deal that at some point they each move forward. One has the Maple Leafs, one forms a second team somewhere. And the big nut being the indemnification payment that would have to be paid is already covered by virtue of this deal. So it would mean Rogers has either the Leafs or the new team. Bell has either the Leafs or the new team. I mean, you got two teams in LA and Anaheim that are about an hour drive apart. You got three teams in the New York area you could put a second Leaf team, I think, across the street, and it would still do great. So, again, I don't know how much, how much substance there is to the urban myth, but certainly uh, this area could support a second team, whether it's a relocation or expansion team. And I could see both sides, much like Rogers has with the Jays, that they would want you know, their own vehicle. They would want their own sports vehicle for their media network. So uh, I don't know if if it's already written there or if maybe it's something they're willing to explore, but I think that's a possibility for sure. And again, with Pelly's personal relationships at Bell and Rogers, yeah, like, he would the be the bridge. perfect guy to broker a, this type of deal. Now, Tannenbaum has sold 5% of his stake for $400 million to Omer's. Um, and he still has 20 to go. 20 to go. And he sold that stake for $400 million, valuing at MLSE at like $8, eight. billion. Eight. I believe it's $8 billion, right? Yes. After they bought no, it for no, $1.23 no. from the pension eight, plan. Eight is the, the number for... Blanket, not just the Leafs. Everybody. Right. Right? So he'll take essentially 25% of $8 billion. Right. And some are suggesting eight's a little light. And do you think then that Larry would be involved with a new team if that were, I don't know, I were just kicking things around. You're getting down. Well, I mean, I, I don't think it's unrealistic that 10 years from now when we're doing the show, Kip and I for sure definitely, I'm sure the sports will have us, is that we're talking about the other team sometimes. Gord, a second team in Toronto, would you, would you think that it would jump right into a, a top five revenue team in the National Hockey League? Is that how yeah. you see the second uh, second team in this market? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it'd have to be, you know, it would be like the new kid on the block. They go about it differently. Obviously, they're not an original 16, but they've got this, you know, fan base that, you know, just has this uh, um, insatiable appetite. And there's there's not enough 
tickets really to go around the GTA area of about five million. I don't know how many are sports fans. So uh, I I absolutely do. I absolutely think it would it would take off from day number one. Again, not the things where people were seeking notoriety about putting a team in Markham or putting whatever you know people trying to front something that's not realistic. But you know the what the other part about the ownership situation, whatever happens, is I got to tell you that let's get some wins. Let's get some playoff wins. Like when the teachers' pension fund sold. That was the most nauseating presser. Everyone kissing each other's ass about what a great deal it was. <laughs> you guys sucked. You were terrible owners. Terrible. All you cared about. What a terrible example to our kids. You're out there and all you cared about was the return on value. And then you undersold. You should have kept it. Brutal. So all I'm saying is this is all great big money. Give us something. Give us something like, like the Yankees did, the Dodgers did, whatever. Okay? Give us something for all that money you're making. Well, they did. They, gave, so it to, good. they gave it to Willie. Ninety-two million dollars. Uh, well, if well, if Willie helps go deeper in the playoffs, which I think he will, that you know, that's great. But I'm tired of anyway. Whatever. I'm not going to rant any more about it. But just you know, it's got to instead of all this. Wow, look how much it's worth and everything. Right, how yeah. about what the Raptors did a championship year once or close to it? So we got to get your thoughts because we haven't seen you uh, since the the big news. Uh, you're, you're okay with the ninety-two million? The Five uh, two hundred and fifty thousand more than Pasternak. You're good. Well, first the big news: do, do does everyone's kids steal their earbuds and power chargers for the phones? I just want to know: does that does that happen in every household? <laughs> sure. Because I'm wearing uh, uh, like Air Air Acme Air earbuds. Because I don't know Justin or Jesse. <laughs> where, where the hell are off. they? Okay. And where is my phone charger? Okay. So thank God I can I can make this. I'm totally your your article in the Toronto Stars. Bang on. It's like it's like. Okay, you, you you build a new house. Then maybe you're in it. You go, oh, geez, I don't know. Maybe it's expensive, you know, expensive. And they come at you from where you go, no, you're in. You're in. You got to do it. So you, you're doubling down now on a situation that has proved unworkable as far as playoff success goes, having a disproportionate amount of money going to your top four forwards. But they're great players. It's not their fault. You want the players. Cap space, for you know, compared to those kind of players. So anyway... Those other challenges, it's going to be a bigger challenge right now. Next year, there's other ways, you know, we can talk about that. Uh, unfortunately, not a lot, not enough young players on entry-level contracts to, you know, help that situation. But, boy, well, what a great time to have those great elite players. So entertaining, just continues to lack that playoff success, which hopefully can be alleviated this spring. Gord, uh, in the interest of alleviating some of the past frustration, what are your thoughts on old Marty Jones? Guy has come in here and done a job. Okay, last year, the trade deadline, we talked about Ryan O'Reilly, we talked about, you know, McCabe, everybody. The gem was Luke Shen, okay? And that's what quite often right. happens. The gem, gem was Luke Shen, uh, well, I think for a third-round pick, how he played. All these free agents in the offseason, we never even talked about Marty Jones, and he actually cleared waivers at the start of the year. He is the most valuable unrestricted free agent they're signed. He is saving their bacon right now. They, they, they would have to go out and get an NHL body, a rent-a-goalie type, to get through this patch. So he has been a great Band-Aid and then some as they move forward to hopefully get Joe Wall healthy. I don't know Samsonov can ever get his game back. Kippy, I know you wrote about it that, you know, Matt Murray, again, that's a little bit, you know, to, to count on it, but is expected to be able to play. This guy absolutely at the most critical time saved his bacon. And I liked it. You know, you were there, Justin, with the Marlies, like a strong setup that he saw. Okay, I'm an older guy. I got family. 
I'm going to get a reset. I'm going to be in the American Hockey League. I'm not going to have to move all over the place mm -hmm. if I get called up. They're in the same city. So it was a great fit. And he seems to have really embraced that reset and seized this opportunity coming up because they would have been screwed without him the last couple of weeks. Terrific stuff. Gordo, and uh, maybe a little bit of a plug. I know you've got the book with Damian Cox uh, called Revival, right? That's but also, right, yeah. But no, also, a, also, also a plug uh, that you're, you're following in my footsteps and you're writing for the Toronto Star. When, when, that, you when's know, your next and, one? Uh, we lost Dave Poole, and he was the other, but I'm really uh, enjoying doing it, Kippy, and uh, I've got a column coming out this weekend, and uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's been fun doing. Your column was bang on about Willie Nylander. Justin, I know you write all the time, mm. especially on sportsnet.ca. So, you know, Kippy and I are kind of new to it, um, I think we get a little more help than you do, Justin. It's for their finished <laughs> but sometimes my but crayon smudges, right? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it's it's neat when you've read the those papers for all your decades. Uh, uh, it's neat to be in there every now and then. So great, I'm evolving. That. Great stuff, pal. Really appreciate your time, Gordo. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Gordo. Do I get a free phone cord for coming on? Yes, you do, buddy. <laughs> no problem. All right. All, all right. right. Gord Stalick. He, he almost had a, like a Doug McLean, like, I don't know where he's going with the phone cords and the buds. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't keep up with him. Uh, first off, that's as good a Gord Stalick hit as oh, we've ever got. That was a heat. Yes. Um, but I really love the point about the Leafs actually getting an advantage having their American League team in this city. If you're an older guy like Martin Jones, you're saying, yeah. I don't have to go live in Utica yeah. until I get called up. Like, I'll live in Toronto. Hopefully I get called up. But if not, at least I'm there. At least I'm in a good city. Yeah. Um, a nice advantage for the Leafs. And it, in this case, it really helped them out. The only thing they lose money on. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> the Marlies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's expensive. So, but it's, it's yeah. very helpful for the parent club. Hopefully, uh, the Leafs are the Rogers team. Yeah, no, it would have to be. Have to be. <laughs> that is going to come on here and crap all over the Leafs every day. Ah, those Leafs. But I love the idea of there being like I love the my original Toronto six lizards. blue and white Toronto Maple <laughs> Leafs people who are stuck. I don't care. I'm going to be this team to die. And people being like, I'm so sick of it. Give me the, yeah, the, yeah, but the, uh, the Toronto the, Tickle Monsters I, or whatever they are. We've talked about this before. I always said the Toronto Hearts. I don't know how you who, do that. Who but said that? I did. Why are you saying that? Toronto Hearts. What am I missing? No idea. I just came up with that. So. <laughs> well, put it back wherever it came from. I like it. Uh, quickly, we got to go some before we go to break here. Um, from February 1st through the 3rd, the All-Stars are in Toronto for the NHL All-Star Weekend. And we'll be giving away tickets to the different events and episodes today until January 26th. Today, we have th uh, tickets for the NHL All-Star Thursday, which includes a PWHL 3-on-3 showcase, the NHL All-Star Player Draft, plus a tribute to the 1967 Leafs. I'm sure no one will make any jokes about that. Uh, to enter for a chance to win, text into today's code word THURSDAY to 59590, and we have another code word in tomorrow's episode, so be sure to tune in. That code word is THURSDAY. Look for the Toronto Maple Love Leafs it. to load up All-Stars. Yeah. Heard Mitch Marner. God, we haven't had this talk yet. Uh, Willie. You're, well, you're not having an All-Star weekend without... Willie's in. S Willie Styles. Fifth in the league in scoring. They, Willie's in. Like, I see the, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs Twitter account. Because every retweet means a, a vote. Uh-huh. And they're just pumping out tweets okay. every day. Like, and they're getting like 15,000 retweets. Really voting, you think? How, do you, like, do you oh, remember? you think they're juicing it? No. Do you not remember 
like under the old system, you would get updates every second on who's leading and how many votes and how many someone's behind. Oh, you're, where did you're those, suggesting. Where, where did that go? Oh, you suggest to overturn where, where, the election? Where Kip wants it? to storm the Capitol? Where is it? <laughs> let, me get, let me grab you know my tinfoil hat from a little bit. You know what they do now? They've got the John Scott vote. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You think they're going to ever let no. the public put a John Scott back in yeah. to the NHL All-Star game well, ever again? Yeah. Thanks, so, American Mashinsky, for that Listen, one. Listen, just... They're going to put in whoever they want, and that's the way it should be. I'm telling you I right now, there's going to be so... You want the truth? There's going to be so much interest in the skills competition. They got a million dollars going for it. A million scoots. One guy can make a million bucks. I love that's it. why it's so tough that Connor Bedard broke his jaw, because this guy would have doubled his salary. Think about that. He would have been electric he watching him push. He only made 750 all year, and they're gonna, they would have given him a chance to make a million bucks. You know what would have been the best part if he was really close coming down to the wire, watching the other guys, like, tank on purpose to, to let him win some money? What do you think? And you know, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, maybe. You know? But I'll tell you what the best thing about. Is second place a, this, like a card and a handshake or what? <laughs> like, is there no tiering of I this money? I don't know. I think it's I, all I, it or should nothing. Be. It should take be. All, second maybe. place should be. Thanks for all coming. And I'll tell you another great thing about. All-Star Weekend. The cheese is gone. We won't be seeing Mitch Marner at Lake Ontario and then coming in with his polyester suit to go on a breakaway. <laughs> That's over. Um, the player said, yeah. cringe TV yeah. is over. Right. Except we have to still watch three on three. Well, that's less cringy than everything else we've had to witness in those games. Can we play hockey? Give us a match. How about a five on five game? Was it, was it, what was it, North America versus the that World? That was for my a while? favorite world. That's the only Nolan point and, sh- and finish. Maybe Woo. with the Fox tracker on it. Ka-ding. Yeah, against Hast. Yep. Our Hard thanks down. to Gord Stellick, Toronto Maple Leaf analyst for Sportsnet 590, the fan. Terrific stuff, Gordo. Appreciate it. Next hour, Chris Terrian, former Flyer defenseman. He covered last night's game that was on Wednesday Night Hockey here on Sportsnet. He's going to be by to tell us what's going on in flyer land it was a crazy week we'll get into that when we return on real kipper and born